Welcome to the Cannabis Therapy Podcast. I'm your host, Earl Carruthers, and I have been a serial cannapreneur in the growing, processing, and retail space for over eight years. And we are here to learn together to get a well-balanced understanding of cannabis and cannabis products. Tune in every week for quality cannabis education for your canna inspiration. Real life. I'm going to let this warm up a little bit. Get some viewers, get some viewers. Hello, 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 and what up, though, everybody? We should be live. This is the Cannabis Therapy Podcast Show. We are here for you to get a well-balanced understanding about cannabis and cannabis products. That's what we do. And this is our Cannabis Theory Series. Sometimes we talk about the business of cannabis. Sometimes we get into the history of cannabis. Sometimes we get into the science of cannabis. Sometimes we get into the therapeutic effects of cannabis. That's what we're talking about today. This is, we're going to be talking about Delta 8 TAC. We got a lot of questions coming in, a lot of comments on YouTube and Facebook asking us questions about, is it safe? Is it good? What is Delta 8 TAC? That is what we are getting into today day. So if you're in the comments, this is a live interactive show. Um, if you have questions, what's up, Anna? What's up? What's up? What's up? Thank you. Just like Anna has done, uh, you can ask a question. You can participate. This is a fun show. I cannot see you, but you can see me. And the best way for us to get together is show some love in the comments. Let me know um, any questions, whatever. But we're going to get into Delta 8 THC. Now, as a precursor, to this show. We actually had a special guest today. We had a doctor coming on and he himself is actually suffering um, from cancer. Uh, he was diagnosed with cancer last year. Um, he had some severe systems um, earlier this week, was actually hospitalized. He just got released today and was really trying to still kind of do the show. However, I felt it was in his best interest and we both kind of agreed for him to kind of uh, just have some rest. So I didn't want to cancel the show. We wanted to keep things moving. I'm not a doctor myself, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn one time. Ha <laughs> ha. Who got that? Huh? Who, 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 who remember that, com that commercial? Anyways, um, but we also have, you know, we have a private club here in Detroit, and we have a friend of the club, a member of the club, and a very, very knowledgeable source of all things processing. And a lot of things as far as getting to the science of cannabis, into processing cannabis, and this Delta 8 subject was right up his alley. We actually had a conversation in the club, and he was just, I mean, naturally gifted in talking about Delta 8. What's going on over my head with a few things. So that is who we're going to have today as a guest. So without any further ado, I'd like to get straight into this topic, but let me actually bring up our guest right now to the stream. Um, he's going to go by AKA the prophet what is up my prophet what's up my brother can you hear me hey hear how me? we doing today earl doing well doing well doing yes, well i want to thank yes, you i can hear you can you hear me i can i can i can you are looking good i like the glasses i like the hairdo i like it i like it i like it um and thank you again man this was last month maybe about an hour or two ago i just i just i just sent you a random message and said hey you know, Prophet, are you able to come on and, and kind of speak about what you spoke about, about Delta 8, so we can kind of have a better understanding of Delta 8? And I want to thank you for last minute just jumping on, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Hey, no problem. No problem, Earl. I'm, I like it. We always we always talk at the club. I'm, I'm always down to spread the knowledge, especially about something new like Delta 8. Love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Let me, Um, I want to dive straight into this. I know we're going to have some questions and if you have questions as we're going through, um, I, di I did some initial research about the topic. I'm going to kind of bring that up and then kind of pick your brain a little bit about is this true, false, or what are some of uh, your thoughts as well? And Anna says, what up, the prophet? What's the word? Uh, I Hello, love Anna. How you doing? Thank you for joining us today. Anna, you get a goal started. I'm sorry. I love the, the interaction. I love it. I really appreciate this. Um, 
All right, so we're gonna talk about, I got some nice little pretty slides. You guys like those slides? Yes, yes, I did some, did some work. So the conversation I like to have, I like to kind of get into what is Delta H THC, kind of what it is to kind of define it and maybe some layman terms. Um, and then where does it come from? I wanna get into that profit. Uh, where does Delta H come from? Kind of like where do babies come from? You know, is it, you know, from the water or whatever? Um, and then the differences, I wanna get into the differences between Delta H and Delta 9. And then I want to get into how to safely and legally consume Delta 8 if it is safe and if it is legal. So that's kind of the conversation I want to have. Is that cool? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay, cool. Uh, so first things first, Delta 8. Um, what, like, why are we even talking about Delta 8 right now? Like a year ago, we didn't say, we, you know, there was no conversation about Delta 8. It was all about Delta 9. Uh, what is the big like? Why are we kind of in 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 your thought? Why is it such a big trend all of a sudden? So a couple big things played into the evolution of Delta Eight and the current marketplace. The first thing that you know brought Delta Eight into existence was after the 2019 hemp crop and the now 2020 hemp crop, there were millions of pounds of CBD biomass sitting and rotting that people could buy for nothing. And at that point, the terpene profiles and a lot of the minor cannabinoids had oxidized out, but CBD was left. So most people were buying up the cheap CBD and turning it into CBD isolate, thinking, well, we can process it and we'll sit on the isolate and sell the isolate. Mm. When the isolate didn't sell, they needed a new avenue. And that's you know where this thought of, and it, it, it was spawned in the black market, people taking CBD isolate and through a Lewis acid reduction or Lewis acid reaction, you add an oxygen molecule onto the CBD molecule and you create an isomer of the original molecule, which is CBD. So you, you through chemistry, you know, through synthesization, you synthesize Delta 9 from CBD isolate. It carried over from the black market into the legal market when people realized that through that same isomerization, you can convert not in a Delta 9, but in the Delta 8. And because Delta 8 as a substance hasn't been regulated, Anywhere where THC isn't legal, you know, Delta 9 is, is highly regulated or not regulated at all, like in the Bible Belt or in these incredibly rural states that don't have anything at all, Delta 8 became the new marketing option. Mm. And then once people got it, it, it depends on your body chemistry, and we'll get into that more later, but yeah, for some yeah. people it really works. And when you've never consumed any marijuana ever, this cannabinoid does have a medicinal, I, I say medicinal, a psychoactive effect that's similar to Delta 9. Okay, now we had a comment um, by R.H. McClurg. Um, hope I said that last name right. Um, I thought Delta 10 was the new kid. Oh, man, we're talking about Delta 8, Delta 9. Now you're talking about Delta 10? I, I mean, is that a whole nother show to talk about Delta 10? Is that a thing? Well, so I, it, it all applies. So we're talking about Delta 8 is the conversation, but the real conversation is the synthesis of cannabinoids. Okay. That's what Colorado, along with all these other states, are banning. They're banning synthesized cannabinoids all right because we're going to we're going to we're going to yeah. we're going to get it we're, we're going to okay okay I'm, I'm glad you i'm i'm glad we talked about delta 10 and brought up to that now before we get into what is natural what is unnatural i kind of want to get into a definition you, you already touched on it a little bit but i want to back up a little bit as far as what is the difference between delta 8 and delta 9 and um from my understanding and you let me know what you think about this research that was done um scientifically um Delta 8 and Delta 9 have a molecular structure very, very similar. Um, and they're both are cannabinoids. But what's known as a double bond that is believed to share 
um, the source of intoxicating effects. So they they both have this bond that can quote unquote give us this intoxicating effect. Um, is that true with Delta Eight and Delta Nine? Do they both have this bond that can help bind with our system and give us, I say, intoxicating or give us that euphoria or that high or that psychoactiveness? Is that true that Delta Eight and Delta Nine have that in similar? Yes, yes, that is true, and it's the it's the totality of the molecular structure that adds to the overall psychoactive effect. So that double bond is what gives Delta eight its psychoactive effect, but it's how Delta eight acts in your system versus how Delta nine acts in your system to give you a total effect when you see the difference between how they act in your body. Good. That actually leads me to the next thing as far as how it does. So the, the Delta ACE double bond is positioned. This is what I was, this is what I read, but just because I read it on the internet doesn't mean it's true. So this is what you're here for. So Delta eight double bond is positioned on the eighth carbon, ha, huh? which is why, why Delta nine's double bond is found on its ninth carbon. Ha, huh? get it. Why is Delta eight? Cause it's on the eighth carbon and Delta nine. Cause it's on the ninth carbon. Did not know that. Um, and, what you mentioned earlier is the individual molecular structure determines how it connects with our endocannabinoid system, uh, which changes our effect. So the difference is the reason, so the structural difference is the reason why one THC uh, can differ effects from another. So the reason why Delta-8 and Delta-9 can give you different effects is because of the molecular structure. Is that is that right? Definitely. One, 100%. That double bonded difference between the eighth carbon and the ninth carbon is what tells our body what to do. You know, that's the, it's the barcode. It tells our body what to do. And not to say that Delta eight doesn't have any effect at all because it is a minor cannabinoid that shows up naturally in the plant. It's just in the cause of evolution our bodies were designed to ingest Delta nine, not the same quantities of Delta eight, if that makes any sense. And you can see it, it the, the difference in structure is why that is. Okay. 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 Wow. That's, this is like this big, uh, intelligent design here. Um, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, Anna, you, uh, I, I see your question as far as why are they banning synthetic cannabinoids? We're going to get to that. Um, you kind of it's, it's, it's getting it's, it's going to get into kind of the um, the next thing is kind of how well my question is like where does it actually come from and from my understanding um, you kind of backed it up earlier as far as when we had all this hemp that was extracted um, and you and you kind of process and you CBD became this big thing where you kind of separating the molecule of CBD from the to, to, to be THC free, which I'm going to ask you how that even happens sooner, but how we get to Delta eight right now is that it can naturally happen within the plant, but also when you are extracting hemp, you are separating the CBD, you have all these leftover other cannabinoids, and then now they're able to take the Delta nine THC and turn that into Delta eight. Is that, is that, is that a true understanding of so, what's going on? Yeah. So, so uh, during the production process of Delta eight, um, after the Lewis acid has, uh, the Lewis acid reaction has occurred and there are hundreds of different Lewis acids that can be used to do this. After that reaction has occurred, you do a process called aqueous washes and what that does is it uses you know very very clean distilled water and a, a brine mix to agitate and clean and get the oil and acid to separate to where the you know the oil comes to the top and the acid goes down with the water similar to how standard oil floats to the top on water 
Okay. And you know, you, and then you, you, you drain out the bottom and you do another aqueous wash, you add in more water and it separates and you keep doing this process until you have a crystal clear layer on top. And then you syringe off that layer and take that layer and you may even do another aqueous wash to make sure that it's, that it's clean as clean gets. And in that reaction, in that clean, cleaned off layer of oil, is a mix of delta eight and delta nine. And depending on how you do your Lewis acid reaction and your SOP will dictate how much delta eight or delta nine you get. Okay. So this is what you can do to where just delta nine comes out versus just delta eight. And then of course the, the, the big thing became, well, because of the farm bill, delta eight was kind of like this gray area, which, which we're about to get into. So delta eight naturally occurs in the plant, just not in the same quantity as Delta nine. Um, and so there's a natural way to have Delta eight. And then there's this say unnatural way, synthetically we're creating Delta eight because from, from what I read that Delta nine could degrade to Delta eight, say from harvesting, say you're, you know, instead no. of this plant, this plant is ready in eight weeks um, or nine weeks, but you keep letting it um, grow longer, the cycle go longer. So maybe in 12 and 13 weeks, that THCA can degrade naturally to THC8, uh, Delta 8. So that's one way. Um, so, so real quick on that degradation you're speaking of, okay, you, you will see a degradation over an immense amount of time. And what you'll see is THCA turn into Delta nine and uh, through heat and time, the Delta nine might turn into CBN mm. just as much as it turns into Delta eight. So it's like, it, it's still a minor. It's still a, in a That's the, the biggest, the biggest thing I want, I want to show here is that it's a absolute minor in that like CBN or CBG in a non-CBG plant, you know, or CBC or CBE, you know, THCV, they all show up in the plant. They're all part of that 144, but they're not majors like you'd see in a straight CBD plant or a straight THC plant. Ah, and Anna said, you are a genius. And I will, I would, I would concur that you are a freaking genius when we're talking about this uh, right now. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, now I want to get into. I guess we, you touched on it earlier. So why is Delta Eight now? Um, well, technically, it's legal, but now you're seeing a lot of states actually banning it. But um, what, like, why? What allowed this to even take off as such a big thing? Is it something in the Farm Bill that um, wasn't, you know? No, I, I. It's it. It's not even the Farm Bill. They. Okay, remember back in the day, Spice? Remember the fake rocket ship yeah. weed that K2, was in yeah, every K2. single K2? Yeah. Okay, that's Delta 8. They're the same thing. It's the same concept. <laughs> it's just a different chemical reaction. They're, they're molecularly the exact same thing. It's just a different... It's a hack of the rule. They look at the rule. This is what you can do. These are the acceptable things. And it's a loophole. It's a gray market loophole. And now these states are seeing, and we'll, and we'll get into it you know, more later. I don't want to derail us, but that's why states are banning it because companies come out of nowhere and flood the market with a million Delta 8 carts. And there's not one regulatory agency that tested any of that to see if it's safe for public consumption. There's no standard. They, every single one of those carts could be laden with heavy metals, but because there's nobody to check, it doesn't matter. Wow. Wow. So it's... Yeah. So now and, the, and I, I, don't want to I don't want to derail us because... No, no, this is good. This is good. Yeah, yeah. No, this is, this, is, this, is, this is good because, you know, it's... I mean, technically, my understanding was that it was overseen because in the Farm Bill, they kind of banned like the Delta 9 had to be 0.3% or less THC to be considered hemp. Um, so therefore they didn't really mention Delta eight. So technically Delta eight is not, um, you're dead on. It's not I, it's, Delta it's nine. Words. 
Wow. Wow. But but you're I saying literally that... it's words. That's it. They missed one word in the law. They should have said they should have said Delta nine THC and all products thereof. Damn. Any isomer of Delta Nine. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna you gotta be and, and these same people are trying to write laws for the internet right now and they're failing <laughs> miserably. <laughs> you know, no, hey, no, no. They were on the propaganda bandwagon. Weed is bad for five decades, and now we're here, (laughs) hoping and praying. And now, 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 now we because all these shenanigans, war on drugs. Now we got synthetically created Delta Eight, which is similar molecular structure to K two and Spice. The syntheticness of it, and it's not being and it's not being regulated because it's no regulatory agency for this. Wow, that is that is uh that is wow, that is wow. <laughs> All right, let me uh let me ask you this. Um now Delta 8 right now is is being advertised as more of like the the light version. Um you you, you mentioned a little bit earlier that some people consume it and actually yeah, get some light. Yeah, yeah, they're they're kind of which I think hemp in general, hemp itself is more like, you know, the bud light of uh of beer per se. Uh, but now I guess Delta Eight now is taking that marketing messaging as it you know Delta Eight is that, um, but light. I mean, w- w- would you say that people who consume this are actually getting, uh, like help from it? Okay, so I- I'm never going to tell a person that if you're if, if you think something's helping you to stop doing it, I'm just going to try to tell you a better way of doing it. So it's like if there are people out there who take Delta Eight that gummies or you know the, the the delta 8 vape units and they really work for them i'm never going to tell a person hey stop doing it but i am going to ask them a lot of really thick questions on how do you know it's safe because like when i go to the dispensary and i get an extract it has a whole panel of testing residual solvents microbial back you know in um pesticides yeah. terpenes cannabinoids all the things and there's no unknowns there it's not like the testing facility has to make a new sop to test for some random thing like remember the vitamin e scare the vitamin e oil nobody yeah, had a yeah. sop to test for vitamin e oil until they said hey test for it and then blam sops were created right. so because we have knowns, it's easy to test for contaminants. But when you look at all these Delta 8 products, when I ask a person, hey, how do you know it's safe? And they say, oh, I trust the supplier. Well, what? You know, those are words. What actually tells you? Even if they have their Delta 8 tested, there are hundreds of Lewis acids that they could have used to do that. If they don't tell the tester, hey, you need to test for this ultra specific thing. Right. You'll get a clean test back and then show it to the general public. Look, it's clean. I've done my due diligence. But you didn't because the testing standards aren't designed to catch something that if you mess up one time, if you F up and you don't do those aqueous washes I was talking about correctly, you could potentially kill somebody. So it's like, oh. use it. But testing is very, very, very important. 100%. No, you hate to I... die from a weed product. You know, like, it makes all other weed products look bad when you die from it. So it's like, yeah, it's like we, we have all this momentum right now with legalization, medical, and, and now states are coming in. I mean, we've done so much work to prove that reefer madness was not true. And then now you have this opportunity is getting taken advantage of with this Delta A scenario, which could cause people to have all that negative propaganda that was talked about with natural plant itself. Now it could actually come true with this synthetic version of Delta A, but people can actually confuse the two and think, well, Delta A actually is, you know, this is just marijuana and, but it's not, this is synthetically created. It's just marijuana. They're naive because they don't, they're not in it. They've never been in it. They thought about getting in it, and then they read about somebody dying from it. And 50 years of work is washed out the window because you have operators, and I get it. I understand why. 
you put millions of dollars of infrastructure in to grow massive CBD crops that you didn't have any avenues set up to sell. So because you had zero avenues, you're sitting on inventory and the Delta 8 manufacturer comes along and says, I'll buy all of it. What are you going to do? Say no? No, right. you're going to give it to them. And you're going to make your money back and not even think about it because that guy figured out how to take this massive supply, convert it into a substance that converts into another substance that's now worth five times what it was as isolate. Right now, dude, you can buy CBD isolate for 50 cents a gram. You could take wow. that via Lewis acid reaction and turn it into a product that's worth two or three dollars a gram. And through the reaction, you might only lose 30% of what's there. So wow. say it say it takes you a dollar to create three dollars. Why would you not do that? I get the economics of it. It's but great economics. I can triple my money. Right. But the value ethics. Yeah. If the ethics and the value ingenuity. Why don't you just take it and get into the legal industry and not create this subculture that could destroy what everybody's worked towards? Guys like Adam, who spent their life trying to get this going. Damn. It's real time. Like yourself, you know? I, 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 and it's not bad because it's like, Hey, you know what? You created this beast. You're doing it. You made your money. I hope to God you made your money back. Because now, and Colorado is our leader. And I, I look at Colorado and I try to forward think potential legislation in any state. I think of Colorado first. Because they were the first. They really put out a good system that works. And it works. They're cranking it now. Okay. They okay. banned it. They just joined eight other states. Yeah. I, 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 see, I see every state doing it. Because long-term, you're going to see people in the marijuana industry want this to get banned because it's not, or not, and not banned in a sense that, you know, never again, it's, well, you can't buy it in a gas station. You got to yeah, buy yeah. it as a dispensary it's get, and it's treated like yeah. every other cannabinoid. Yeah. It's, it's going to, it's going to get regulated. I'm okay so, I mean, with that. I'm down. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe actually in Michigan, there's a, there's a bill pending um, in the house or the Senate that's going to regulate um, all cannabinoids like Delta eight itself. Like, cause you can still get it, but you're gonna have to get it through licensed facilities, which will require lab testing, which is what you're kind of yeah. talking about right now. So, yeah, I mean, getting that, you know, in that way. So, maybe there, so there is a difference in the effects. And there's one. I mean, there's one more quick thing. There's one more quick thing, and and that's that's with testing. Once they get it into the legal system, it's still gonna be a minute before the testing facilities know what to test for. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's the part that, that I always ask, just from an analytical science standpoint, what's still in it? Okay. Do you even okay. test for it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just like the vape cartridge scare, no one tested it for vitamin E acetate until people started having, you know, actually people were dying um, uh, from the popcorn lung, I believe is what they call it. So then now they backtraced it to this vitamin E, which, you know, could be the culprit, um, but I know it was defined as the the culprit. So yeah. I get it. Well, let, let me ask you: Do you think it was vitamin E, or do you think that was just early COVID cases? <laughs> well, we could get into conspiracy right now. Is it vitamin E, or was it early COVID cases with the dude? It's right around the time frame. Oh it, man! It's this magical disease that just starts killing people in the I lungs. Could it just in been the lungs. early COVID? Uh, in the lungs, all right, right. just destroying <laughs> people's lungs. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I got you. All right, uh, Anna. Another show. We, another show. <laughs> no, I got you. I got you. I got you. I see. I see. Anna's out here making some comments. Uh, she had a question. So basically, uh, I'm answering one. There's no testing standards, right? Uh, we're actually going to talk about some safe ways to um, purchase Delta Eight if you're going to do it, um, and if the prophet has any ideas for that. But yeah, there there are no uh, testing standards at this moment. So, but going back to the slides for real quick. So there is a difference of Delta eight and Delta Delta nine on how they affect you. And it's more based upon the molecular structure. We talked about that. And then internally, um, we already talked about how to safely use it uh, because Delta eight has a legal status caught in a gray area. You may want to proceed with caution. We talked about the caution of it and to why. And it's also because of high demand because of 20 after I forgot to regulate it, blah, blah, blah. All right, cool. We talked about that. 
Um, look at that, Prophet. I didn't even have to show you these slides. You just naturally talked about all this stuff. Um, I was going to ask you questions based upon this stuff, but you just already naturally uh, did this. All right. Now, how to safely consume. So, man, you talked about testing. I mean, is that really the, is there any other tips on how to safely consume? If someone went to the gas station, someone ordered some stuff from online, um, they purchased some stuff from maybe even a dispensary um, that had Delta 8 products. Is really lab testing the best way to, to know what you're consuming? Um, is that the only way? 100%. 1,000%. And it's it's really, to me, it's really, really easy. Because once you know what to look for, if the test doesn't even test for it, you don't even touch it. It's the acid, residual Lewis acids. Okay, and, 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 and if there isn't even a section talking about it, then there's no way to verify what you're about to take is safe, hands wow. down, especially in a vape product. Eating, it's one thing. You know, your body has a great way of, of, of destroying bad things when you eat them. But smoking them, burning an acid in your lungs, that's a one and done scenario. And I've already read about people, there was a bad batch that went out in Texas. Guy started his lungs and died. And it's like, I read that and I'm like, let what? me ask you this. Let me ask you this. You read that he died in lungs. Do you think it was because of COVID or do you think it was because I, of Delta eight? No, I, and that's, it, we ask ourselves these questions. You don't know, but I do know okay. that he wasn't the only one that reported issues from that. Cause it, it, there, there, there was multiple cases. He's just the one that passed away. Gotcha. Gotcha. Getting, I'm, I I'm, getting, I'm getting excited. I'm, I'm in, I'm at my house. My, uh, my girlfriend, she works from home. So I'm sitting here right now and I get this text message coming across my screen. I can tell how excited you are. <laughs> <laughs> Please be a little quiet. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. All okay, right, so no now, problem, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me ask you about the uh, legal ramifications from your understanding. So there's, you know, obviously with Delta Delta eight now getting banned more and more states. So people need to pay attention to that. One of your states may be banning it pretty soon. Um, but technically it it kind of wasn't banned. Um, but on a technical because technically, if someone could ask on the packaging, it could, couldn't they still say THC free? Because technically there's no delta nine THC, but they still could have delta eight THC. Um, is that something that you found that people are trying to promote? Is that is that a are people so, doing that? I, I, and, and this is, uh, from what my peoples tell me in terms of the analytical testing world, Delta 8, Delta 9, doesn't matter. You piss in it, you piss out, you, you pee, you will pee dirty every time. Delta 8, Delta 9, doesn't matter. Okay. The, so, the, 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 they're looking for the metabolite and the metabolite structure in a test like that is not at the atomic level. It's at like, like nanograms. So, you know, to see the difference when you're talking in terms of nanograms, the analytical equipment they use to test and stuff, you know, the THC free is, is isolate, CBD isolate, true THC free. Now they may put THC free on the container of Delta eight, anything, but that to me is just completely false advertising. Like that's, okay. there's, there's nothing real about that. THC is THC. And you confuse okay. people and put them in very precarious situations when you put shit like that on there. Because if you, if you get drug tested, you get drug tested. And it's, it, it, would, it would suck to take something and think that, oh, you know, they have our best interest in heart. And, and you smoke it or you eat it and you, you piss dirty and you, you, you lose your life over some shit just because the guy lied to you in their advertising. 100%, brother. And there's I, no I, regulatory I, agency to say that's lying. <laughs> there's no law. There's no Delta 8 regulatory authority and that's you know again back to our our not to jump backwards but talking about why the states are banning it you know the, the, just there's a, i'm going to answer some questions in the comments you know why why are states banning it and then um rh the, i thought delta 10 was the new new kid so states are banning it because there's already a regulatory commission in the world for all Cannabis, CBD, THC. These are the two categories that they've described weed. There's weed, marijuana, then there's hemp. That's it. There's nothing else. Delta 8 acts like it's hemp, but is sold like it's marijuana. 
And they don't like that because they finally, after all this fighting and all these years of busting ass, they finally have a system. And then this new kid comes out, Delta 8. And now this Delta 10. And Delta 10 was the icing on the cake. That's what made Colorado do this. Wow. And people don't know it because Delta 10 didn't even have a chance. But they saw it in social media and was like, we're not going through this. It was next to Delta 11 and Delta 12 and 13, 14, 15, 16. They could do this forever. And you can. You can Heisenberg this shit forever because <laughs> there are always these elements that just don't want to go through the bullshit of going legal. Listen, man, you got all this ingenuity. You got all this patching. Go legal. You'd kill it in the legal market. The people that get into the legal market, all they want to do is fuck the little guy now. <laughs> Bullshit with the boycott companies. That's a whole other conversation. It's hilarious. Vent, baby. Vent. Get that shit off your chest. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So now, if we want to keep up with the details yeah, of... To, that, yeah. No, I, I get you. I get you. Now, if... if And I'm sure your girlfriend's probably like, yeah, you definitely didn't calm down yet. Uh, you're, still, you're still excited over there. Um, but all good. Uh, so if if we want to keep up with the details, and we're going to do our best on this podcast uh, to continually talk about more and more about uh, THC changes, uh, Delta 8, Delta 9, Delta 11, Delta 77, uh, whatever else comes out here, we're going to do our best to talk about it. Um, is, is, there, is there any way that you recommend people kind of um, keeping up with the Delta 8 or the Delta trends? Um, any kind of news, any kind of anything? Follow you on Facebook? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, a Profit Life seventy seven on on Instagram. I'm always putting out stuff. I love talking about this stuff. We go live and come see us at the club. I'm I'm sure me and Earl will definitely definitely have to host a a Q and A, a Q and Dab. I like to call them. <laughs> Get some dab bags out there. It's, it's, you know, the biggest thing is reading. You just pay attention to the world. You know, I subscribe to all the National Hemp Association websites. You know, they, they, they put out articles talking about the stuff. And I find a local dispensary that has good products and affordable prices that isn't owned by some corporate D-bag that just wants to skin you alive because they can afford it and you can't. And that's how you support the industry. You know, I... You don't have to buy your weed at a gas station. That gas station owner did nothing to buy to sell that. The guy who opened the dispensary probably had to sell his soul to the devil because that's what it takes to open up a dispensary nowadays. <laughs> For sure, bro. For sure, bro. Um, so I want to I want to wrap up kind of with some of the key takeaways we did today. This was a great conversation. I think this is great information. Definitely a hot topic out there. You definitely debunked a lot of myths and hopefully helped. Uh, Unconfuse a lot of people about what is Delta Eight versus Delta Nine, and now uh, Delta Delta Ten. Uh, and I got a kick about your Q and Dab there. Uh, she likes that Q and Dab. Uh, I do too. Um, I think I think she's from Ohio, so she'll have to drive up to Detroit one day, which is probably if you're like Toledo, it's only like 30, 45 minutes. So we got you, Anna. Come on up. Yeah, that would be an awesome trip, Anna. Come on up. <laughs> so now some of the key takeaways here we have. So Delta Eight technically. Um, legal for sale as a natural byproduct of CBD extraction processes. And that's just tentative right now. I mean, it's technically legal in some states, um, but that is slowly going to be banned, I believe, just like the K2 Spice um, era. Like there was a real quick ban about that um, at, at one point. Then Delta 8 THC is, you know, it is considered the light version of Delta 9 right now um, as far as effects. And again, um, just as the prophet said earlier, we're not going to tell you not to do it. We get you do get effects. I mean, there's people who've got pain relief from it. There's people who have um, been uplifted, make become a little bit happier. Um, I'm not sure how much of that is anecdotal or how much of that is uh, more. What was it called when someone uh, gives you a pill, but it's not really a pill? Um, it's just all in your mind. Um, it could be. It could be that too. Um, placebo. Blah, there we go. Thank you, placebo. Um, and then there are some degrees of risk uh, with consuming TAC Delta 8, especially in states where it now is getting banned as well. So that's kind of a, a quick summary. Um, any other points that you think that we need to kind of recap, Profit? 
No, no, I think, I think we hit the nail on the head and, you know, like, like, like we said before, just to reiterate, you know, I, I, if you have something that works, I'll never tell you to not use it, but just make sure that whatever you are using has been properly tested and is safe because you would hate to take something that you would think is safe and you do more damage than good. And that's, that's it. Other than that, yeah, Earl, thank you. Thank you very much for, uh, for, uh, for having me on here, brother. Thank you. And if you guys are still there and if you have uh, any questions and Anna has been to the club, that's what's up. I've, hopefully you enjoyed yourself. Uh, we, we love that. We love to see people uh, participating in a place where other like-minded people can come together, share, connect, and grow together in this, in this industry. Now I got a couple comments. Uh, let me read some comments from um, our past, not just necessarily this view here um, from our video of can marijuana help with ADD and ADHD. Uh, we have a comment from Mr. Wendover. I hope I said that right. Wendover, whenever, whenever. Okay. Everyone may experience that people with a, um, what people with ADHD have to deal with throughout their lives. Yet the people with ADHD, it goes on every second of the day, not just once or twice a day. That's what's up. Thank you for your comments. We appreciate that, Mr. Wendover. Uh, another comment we got there from the, our video out there about the complete drip irrigation system guide for home growers. Uh, this person just watched step-by-step -step irrigation guide and was hoping to hear some ten, uh, tension meter numbers. Ooh, how moist would you keep amended organic soil in a four by eight raised bed? That is a good question, Peter. I'm gonna have to do some research on that myself. Prophet, would you know the answer to that? Um, I'm not putting you on the spot here, but it was a, I'm how, how, how moist, he, he's, yeah, one more time. How moist would you keep a amended organic soil in a four by eight red, a raised bed? How moist? Hmm. That's a good question. I'm gonna have to. So, look. uh, if it's, if it's cannabis, what I would recommend is a one gallon per hour drip irrigator per plant all day and uh, that's during veg and then during bud a two gallon per hour drip irrigator all day but whenever there's light uh, it's dripping and uh during the flush go to three gallons go to go to a three gallon per hour drip drip irrigator wow i, I did not think you knew the answer to that and you just you just surprised me uh yeah 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 no and that's pretty then that's that's I found, for me at least, that is very universal. Indoor, outdoor, watering plants. You know, I I I, I feed them. So and, now, and if you do it that way too, your mixes don't have to be as as crazy. Now, where would you get such a drip irrigator? So the emitter, you, know, you run a line, put six hoses off it. Yeah, and then that at the end of that hose is a is is an emitter where the water comes out, and it regulates how much comes out of it. And they're only good for one season because the little the little noses get clogged from the minerals. But that's yeah. why you do less. So so you'll feed your plants the exact amount you would feed them in one day. But rather than doing it at once, you dilute that over a shitload of water over an entire day. Ah. Now, where would you go good. to purchase this at? At a, a hydroponic store? Yeah, any hydroponic store, Amazon, you know, one gallon per hour drip irrigator, two gallon one per gallon. hour drip irrigator, or a three gallon per hour drip irrigator. You know, those are the three I use. And literally, that's to me at least, it's that simple. And you can you know, fine tune from there for your plants. But you know, during the flush, you want to flush the shit out of them. And you don't want to use the same two gallon that you've been using the entire time because by then the tips are probably bad and they're cheap. You know, they're, they're like a buck a piece, two bucks a piece. Now, how many plants will a two gallon do versus a, a, a three gallon? Is, is, so is this time to its own? Yeah. Each plant gets its own, gets its own drip. Ah, each plant gets its own drip. In oh that... yeah. Each plant gets its own drip. Okay. That's literally. Okay. So say you in that four by eight, Say in that four by eight, I mean, I'm just going to imagine there's four plants in there for conversation's sake. Um, in a four by eight, I'd probably recommend two plants and just make them gigantic. That's just me. Because um, you're outdoor and it's like in a four by eight, you'll probably only fit one 
one gigantic plant. You're out. You're outside. It's going to it's gonna grow like crazy. Um, but say there was four. You'd run a hose line or a PVC or a, a, a PEX or whatever you want to run for lines that are sturdy out to the four by eight unit. Then you run four quarter inch lines, you know, uh, you know, three eighths lines, whatever it takes, because there's, there's a rating for liquid flow. And I don't know the exact, but I want to say it's a quarter inch line. I'll do it off the water line, run four of them. And then on the end, you install the one gallon per hour drip irrigator or the two gallon per hour drip. And it, it controls the flow. And over time, you can't use these things forever. They're not, you, you can't clean them. I've tried it. I, I've done the trial and error. And this is something that just, it, it, it's a consumable. But you'll never have to hand water ever again. And you can, hey, you know what? They're getting water too much. Okay, change it to, instead of, 12 hours of water a day to eight hours of water or six hours of water. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Now it stops at night. Now is that one or two gallon irrigation um, setup now being tied to your bigger reservoir? So you have a 55 gallon reservoir that you have all your, your feeding. Is that. So if he's doing your, if he's doing a raised bed, I would recommend, and this is just me, it's outdoor plants, so I, I, you don't have to do it, but I'd recommend doing a water recycler and having, you know, a line go out and like that water, you know, catches and feeds it all day and it just keeps going. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Love it. Thank you. Um, but again, right. you, 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 yeah, you could do whatever you wanted. For sure, for sure. Thank you, thank you. And last comment here is how to on a how to make weed tea video. Uh, you still get high with butter. Do you get much higher with it with weed tea? Uh, I guess that's that's a potency question. That tea? that depends. Yeah, yeah. With weed tea versus butter, are you getting higher? I think that's just. I mean, that depends on how much product you put into it. Um, either I one. Have an answer. Go ahead. <laughs> It's like I, I I do know the answer to this one. So it just depends on how, one how you make the tea. If you're making it from raw flour or if you're making it from extract, you know raw flour you have to decarb the flour in the oven before you make it into the tea because the water in the tea isn't hot enough, long enough to convert right. the THCA over to delta nine. That's right. the first. That's the first big step. You know, no matter what you're using. Secondly, if you're using wax, same exact thing. You got to decarb it in an oven. And once it's decarbed in an oven, then you take that product and put it in your tea kettle. And as the water's boiling, it mixes in, and you you pour it in, or you put it you know, right into your tea glass. You drip it in hot. And then mix it, and you want to mix it as best as you can. But that's that's a chalky method. You know, you run the risk of getting some on your teeth or your tongue. You know, it's 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 difficult if you don't have it emulsified into something that dilutes it. You know, you want to take a thick oil, make it a thin oil. You mix it with another thin oil, and you dilute it across a surfactant. You know, the I simple. Simple, simple surfactant engineering. <laughs> I love a little it. cloudy. Thank you. Thank simple, you. simple <laughs> surfactant engineering. So you want to take a thick oil and make it into a thin oil. So that's yeah. for tea. Uh, butter, on the other hand, because it's ingested via a lipid absorption, your body intakes it at a higher efficiency. So if you make weed tea, you're taking oil and attempting to homogenize it into water with no binding surfactant other than the oil and the water. And we all know what happens when we try to mix oil and water. You Doesn't can do that because you're still ingesting it. As long as the product is decarboxylated in the oven, it had been converted from THCA to Delta-9, and delta nine in our system, once ingested, turns into THC O O O O H. It's fifteen times as potent 
as regular smoked Delta 9 THC. That's the other reason why you get so messed up off edibles. Uh -huh. like if you were to eat a joint's worth of weed, it would be like smoking 15 joints at once. So now if you eat 15 joints or 15... A joint, a joint worth of weed, if you eat a joint worth of weed, it's like smoking 15 joints at once. Now, that's is that depending if the weed is decarboxylated or could the weed just be raw? Carboxylated. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So if, if the weed is not, if the yeah, weed so is decarb and you eat it, right. But say the weed is not decarb and you eat it, can you still get the same high as 15 joints? If it's no, not no. decarb, no, because THCA acts differently in the body when it's converted through your liver. Right. It's actually from a medicinal standpoint, and this is the this is the big one. This is something that pharmaceutical companies drool over, okay, and they can't patent it. It's impossible because it's like trying to patent stone. Can't do it. It's naturally occurring. <laughs> THCA is the greatest anti-inflammatory in the history of anti-inflammatories. The ailments that THCA solves are out of this world. I'm talking anything where inflammation is involved. Anything. And inflammation is like the majority of things. This has a relevant use. I mean, I suffer from a host of digestional issues that were completely fixed with weed. I'm talking zero outside medication, no corticosteroids, nothing, nothing. And I'm, I'm, I feel fine. I know people that cured back problems, knee problems, shoulder problems, neck problems, stomach problems that so aren't potheads. They just eat THCA. And you're saying non-decarbed cannabis has a natural THCA. So if you eat that, there could be more but medicinal benefits to eating it not decarbed a thousand and, times more active in the body than delta nine a thousand times put in a percent is that and is that why also juicing cannabis has such like if you're juicing raw it cannabis with, juicing raw uh, cannabis juicing raw cannabis, cannabis right because you don't want to get high yeah it's about getting high it's about the medicine you want the medicinal value without getting stoned and you might get a little high because weed naturally decarboxylates on its own. You got to think of metal rusting, oxidization, skin, dust. We're all oxidizing all the time. Weed does because, the same thing. Because I, I actually juice cannabis often. I haven't lately. My juicer broke. However, I was juicing too much cannabis, apparently. Um, but I do. I, I, I get this. I take a shot of it. Um, I may have to mix like some some ginger or some grapefruit, like just drinking cannabis by itself it is a little greeny. Uh, no pen intended. Or, yeah, it's a little, but I mix it, you know, dilute with some lemon or some kind of um, another fruit or juice. But when I take a shot of that, I wouldn't say that, you know, well, I guess that's a whole nother show. What is high, right? Like, is this psychoactive? Like, is it really psychoactive? Is it like, what does that even mean? Is that like a reefer madness thing? Like, is it really psychoactive? I don't, I don't want to get to that. All right. However, I do feel a mild, like I feel happy. I feel cool. I feel chill. And it's, I know it does alter. Loose. Yeah. So it, it does alter. I may not be high per se as far as, uh, you know, I'm just got cow shock, nothing like that. But I am a little bit more, like you said, loose. Yeah, loose is a good word from drinking juice cannabis. All right. So let me back up. When you decarb cannabis, THC um, 9, uh, Delta 9, it, it turns to what again when you when you decarb it? So when you take the regular plant, it's a THC uh, A, it's, a. It's acid form of THC. It's what so THC A is what naturally grows on the plant. So weed plants grow THC A as a bio defense system against microbials, uh, pests. It's it's how weed evolved over millennia to defend itself. THCA is that NIST. THCA then you, in an oven, decarbed, turns into delta 9 THC. Delta 9 THC. Okay. So THCA goes to delta 9, which when you then burn there's it one in more. The, there's one more. Ahead. After delta 9, 
you can continue to decarb it, prolonged decarboxylation turns into CBN. So, so a lot, some people know about CBN, some people don't. Uh, quick five seconds on CBN, five, five milligrams, five milligrams of CBN is the equivalent to a 30 milligram Valium. So for the Valium users out there, for the, for the pill, <laughs> pill users out there that know what I'm talking about right now. Oh, oh man, I can sleep but not want to kill myself. Oh, okay, I get it. I get it. I get no, it. I get I it because you know I, what? I understand. I was decarbing some, uh, some, um, some wax. I was actually just decarbing wax. This is back, you know, the experiment days, uh, which is always still R and D. But I was decarbing wax. Oh, every day is uh, R and D. Yeah, so I was decarbing wax, and then you know, <laughs> I was going right to. I was going to surrender so so I didn't have to smoke the wax. I was going to see if I could just, you know, eat a little bit of wax. But I first wanted to decarb it and I tested it based upon Wait, so you wanted to eat a little wax when it was hot. Yeah, I wanted to No, well, well, you know, I was decarb. I may put it on like well, a let piece it cool of bread. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I let it cool down, but Oh, okay. Say I, say I wanted to eat a little so bit, you, just ate you know. It raw. Yeah, I say I wanted to I'll just put it on a chip. <laughs> Well, same as same as RSO, right? Same as RSO. No, say as RSO. Say I wanted to decarb my RSO a little bit longer. There was a different effect from when I decarbed it from 30 minutes to when I decarbed it for three hours. And it was it was more it was hallucinating type effect from me just decarbing it a little bit longer. Um yes, how if you guys are you, real quick, how much did you take? When you when you say halus, because I I think about it, think if you took two hundred milligrams of helium. Okay, <laughs> that's what you probably took. A, a dude, think about it. You probably took a hundred milligrams of CDN to the dome. <laughs> I've never done die, just pass out, not die, but just pass out. Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't done volume. Not against anybody who doesn't, you know. But uh, I guess I I have a story of of how I understand how that feels and. Now I think I'm gonna replicate it again. Now that I know why that that happened, um, Dude, totally. But, like it's it's the simplest hack for people who don't know how to sleep. I I I, I actually I'm mad at myself right now that I haven't done it for my girlfriend who can't sleep. Now that I sit here and think about it, <laughs> just slip it. I'm gonna gonna <laughs> slip it in. Um, Thanks. Yes. Thanks, squad. <laughs> and uh, in case you guys are tuned in, yeah, we're just now on a random rant right now. We did talk about uh, Delta 8 THC, and you can watch a replay of this uh, on YouTube, all that jazz. Right now, we're just, you know, just kind of chilling, rapping, um, answering some of the questions we had in our in our, in our, in our comments here. Um, but that was the last one about the VT and we butter. That took us on a tangent. This has been great, uh, Prophet. This has been awesome, I believe. Um, if you guys liked it in the comments, let us know. Uh, and if you didn't like it, uh, keep it to yourself. Um, but only give us the positive energy. That's what we want. You know, we just want the positive. <laughs> give it to yourself. Good vibes. Good vibes every day. Uh, with that being said, uh, check out the upcoming podcast. We got some uh, some new ones coming out. We do every Wednesday. This is a weekly show. We got something new. Usually uh, we do two grow topics a month, and then we get into a business topic. And then this is something about either the science or the history of cannabis as well. Uh, we do two of these live. Uh, two of them are not live because, you know, I can only do so many lives. I got other stuff to do. However, um, you can go to our website, craftcannabisclub.org, and check out um, this freebie that's out there about craft cannabis. Understand what is craft cannabis? What is the movement of craft cannabis? Check that out. That's free. And then um, well, I wrote a little book, you know, I wrote a little book called The First Three Must-Knows About Cannabis Therapy. What are the first things that you should know if you're looking to use cannabis as therapy? Hmm, what should you do? Go get that free book at CannabisTherapyNetwork.org. CannabisTherapyNetwork.org. It is free. It is there. With that said, Prophet, this has been great. I know you've been trying to get me on Clubhouse. I just heard that they released it to Android users. So now I think I'm actually don't have to go buy an iPhone, which I was regretting to do because I didn't want to join your cult of iPhone users. So <laughs> They work good. great, though. I know. I know. It's all good. Uh, oh my god, all right, y'all. I appreciate you guys for listening, tuning in. Uh, thank you again, the prophet. This has been great. Uh, check out the replay. You also can go to the hub, there's a free hub, canvasdebrynumber.org. You can get access to all the resources. There's slides, even the, the notes from here is free. 
I give it to you guys. Um, my research, we do all this stuff. You can download these slides, share with your friends, share with your family. Um, our goal here is to help make cannabis therapy normal again, again, because it was normal to use cannabis as therapy for thousands of years. And then all of a sudden, you know, from a racist, corporate, greedy agenda, it became not so normal. And now we're trying to make it normal again. And that's what the Cannabis Therapy Network is about. So hence the name, Cannabis Therapy Network, Cannabis Therapy Podcast, Craft Cannabis Club. All right. With that said, we out. Thank you, brother. Um, until next time, my people. Love you. My Peace name. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Cannabis Therapy Podcast. For more cannabis therapy blogs and resources, check our website, CannabisTherapyNetwork.org. Cannabis Therapy Network dot O-R-G.